Welcome to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, online nutritionist, weight loss coach, and hormone fixer-upper. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of information and inspiration, sharing with you simple and effective strategies from health, wealth, and all things personal growth. Get ready to become the master of your hormones and experience vibrant health to live a life of more power and possibility. Welcome back, ladies. I hope you are doing well. I'm really excited to dive into our episode today. And as you may know, it is pre-recorded because I am currently away on my honeymoon, even though I'm spending time now pre-recording this. But as you listen to this in real time, I am in BC. And it was really, really important for me as an entrepreneur and someone that is just like a busy brain doing all the things all the time that I made sure to automate and schedule as much as I could in my business so that I could truly take time off and be away from the computer while I'm on my honeymoon. And something that I've gotten, I've dove deeper into over these past few years is human design. I'd say it's been about four years where I've really started to dive into human design. And maybe you're familiar with this or not. I've started studying human design and taking courses and, you know, for personal reasons, but also because I do want to start coaching my business mentorship students around human design, specifically offering them some coaching sessions to help them better understand their human design and how it relates to business and their growth and their success. And so that's definitely something that is coming down the road. I'm not ready to go there just yet, uh, but I will be recording more episodes around human design and, and diving deeper into that as I do more research and studying and, and whatnot. It's been really interesting, so much self-discovery. I've learned a lot about myself as a projector Maybe we have some fellow projectors listening to this episode today, but you know, just as somebody who is, uh, if you're familiar with with projectors and that specific design, you know, we don't have the same energetic capacity as a manifester or a generator. You know, I can't extrovert for like three days in a row and just keep going. Like, you know, I need that break where I can slow down and really tune in and rest and slow down. This is also another reason why like I don't work your typical nine to five. I mean, my schedules can can really vary from week to week based on if I'm teaching something in the evening or in the morning, but I'm super conscious of my schedule. Like I don't work nine to five. That was never something that resonated with me. When I really started like quote unquote, like working, like getting into like the career world many years ago. I hated waking up early and working for somebody else. Like I just hated it. And it's just interesting, you know, of course, as I've learned more and more about my design, I've learned that just that's that's not how I roll. That's not what works for me. And so this is why I'm being so conscious on taking the time to pre-record and automate and schedule and do all of that and really rely on my team so that I'm not on my honeymoon and taking this time off and trying to do all things business. And projector or not, that is something that I encourage everybody to be conscious of. You know, there's nothing worse than stepping away from your work and taking time off 
And then, you know, here and there trying to do a few things and incorporate a bit of work or doing some business calls and stuff like that. And listen, sometimes I get it. Sometimes it has to happen. But it's so important to 100% step away from business. And it's something that I'm really conscious of. And I know it's something that I really need. And especially in this past year and a half with all that's been going on in the world, I've worked a lot more than I would have liked. And so it's really important that that I take the time to honor myself, honor my relationship, and just really honor that that rest and that recuperation and that that ability to go out and explore and be adventurous and try new things. And, and that's a part of what makes me magnetic. And it's also part of what makes you magnetic, right? It's when we get so caught up in the doing and we forget about who we are being, we truly get out of alignment and it impacts how we manifest things in the world. It impacts just how we show up for ourselves and in our relationships. And so that's just my little message of the day. I don't even know how I started getting on this conversation about human design, but I'm excited that we went that way because um, I will be diving into it more and more. And my guest today, Melanie, uh, we have chatted about human design on on our personal coaching calls. I've worked with Melanie. She is an intuitive energy coach, and uh, I've worked with her over the years, and we've chatted about human design. We're, that's not what we're talking about in our episode today, FYI. But Melanie and I have had some amazing conversations about human design and just intuition, and she's really helped me to connect to my intuition and just really helped to you know clear bad energy. And uh, she's also a medium. And so she's uh, brought forth some really awesome messages to me as well. And in the past year, as I've been experimenting and playing around with plant medicine and mushrooms and ayahuasca and, you know, just like psychedelics, uh, what has shown up for me is is channeling. Like I've been channeling a lot and getting a lot of messages. And so that was one of the reasons why I also have been working with Melanie because just having somebody else who really understands that um, help me to understand it has been really helpful and really, really insightful. And it's really interesting because I'm a self-projected projector. And so what that means is I find my answers and my truth through my voice and you know that the messages that are coming through it's it's interesting because it's like as a self-projected projector to really honor my design I need to be speaking my truths and really honoring that but it's so interesting that I'm also channeling these other people and these other messages that are coming through and needing to speak those as well. So I do promise I will have another episode where I dive deeper into all of that and my journey with plant medicine and and psychedelics and what that has looked like. But uh, for now, we are talking about energy with Melanie, my guest today. We're talking about what energy is and how energy work can really help to support our health and balance in in our bodies. We also talk about one of the biggest missing components from women's health right now. We talk about positive self-talk and how this helps with hormonal imbalances and period problems. We talk about like energy work and just playing with energy and how energy plays, how it can play into the onset and healing of disease and imbalances in the body. We talk about all sorts of juicy things today. So I'm really excited for it and really excited to introduce you to Melanie. She's an intuitive energy coach with a big heart and a mouth to match. 
She's a straight shooter with a knack for helping women turn their muck into magic by empowering them to drop the old stories, wounding, and BS to make room for what really matters. She uses a combination of energy healing, mediumship, and compassionate coaching to help clients shed old patterns and open up to a more purposeful and happy life. She is passionate about boundaries, potato chips, and cats, not necessarily in that order. And the thing she enjoys most in life is authentic human connection. It doesn't need to be pretty, but it needs to be real. She loves hard, sings poorly, and dances with abandon. Melanie makes it a priority to walk her talk and live the way she teaches on purpose and with passion. So let's dive in. Enjoy our episode today. Hi, Melanie. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you for inviting me. This is going to be really fun. And before we officially dive in, I'd love it if you can share with our audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Sure. So I am an intuitive energy coach, which to a lot of people is gobbledygook and doesn't really mean a lot. (laughs) I am a psychic medium. I'm an energy healer. I am trained in somatic psychology, CBT, a whole bunch of stuff. And what I have found over the years is that it all boils down to energy. Like we are energy, our thoughts are energy. The food we eat is energy. And so that's kind of why I decided to focus in on the energy piece of all of these things. And I do that to help women specifically figure out what's not working for them in their lives, those things that are holding them back and help to create lives that they're really excited to show up and share with the world. Mm, I love that so much. So how did you get started in this line of work? That's a a hard question to answer. I actually have not thought about that. How did I get started? I guess, first of all, my own healing, right? For sure. Me having anxiety was my biggest issue. Mm -hmm. Um, I had chronic anxiety. I was diagnosed with OCD and at one point couldn't even leave my house. I was so overwhelmed. And then I also had a lot of physical issues. Digestion has been horrible for me for most of my life until I figured this stuff out. And it was me going to the doctors and saying, you know, this isn't right. I need help. And all the tests came back normal and no one could figure what was wrong. And I got a lot of, well, it's in your head. You know, there's Mm -hmm. nothing actually wrong with you. And it pushed me to seek things outside of what is typically sought when we're unwell. So the energy healing piece, I started with Reiki and then moved deeper into that and then took different courses and just, I've been following my own healing. And then once I learn something new and incorporate that, integrate it into my life, then I share that with my clients. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's beautiful. I always ask that question because I often find that we end up getting into, you know, the the industry or the field that we're currently in, we often end up getting into it because of our own journey. You know, I I especially find that like in the health and wellness journey, it's, yeah, it's typically because we have our own personal story there, right? hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. And like, where did the piece of mediumship come into? Well, that has just been me. That's not something that entered in. So as long as I can remember, I have spoken with spirit and hung out with my guides. I mean, as a little kid playing in the playground, there was always 
my guides with me. And it didn't really dawn on me until I was a teenager that not everybody had that. Mm -hmm. So it's not something that I discovered. It's something that, well, I guess I discovered was not normal. Right. 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 (laughs) That was my big uh aha moment. Yeah. Um, And at that point I kind of shut it down because I didn't want to be the weird kid. For sure. Right? Like I'd be at a party to be like, oh, your grandpa's here. He says hi. And the guy's like, my grandpa's been dead for five years. Like, oh, oh my God. That's not cool to talk about. <laughs> that is so wild. I love yeah. that. So I, I shut all that down. And then it all came back with a big bang when my youngest daughter actually had a demon possession. And it sounds crazy. And a lot of people I know don't necessarily believe in that, but it can happen like you see in the movies. And that was our experience. And I had to call that back in to help save her, really. Wow. Crazy. eh? That is. I didn't know. I didn't know that. Well, I don't Um, talk about it a lot. Right. And she goes through phases where she doesn't want me to talk about it. Right. Right. And right now she's in a place where go to town. So I can share that. (laughs) Wow. That's wild. Do you feel like that happened because it was almost like a test for you to own your gifts and to start using them? Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. I wouldn't use the word test because I believe the universe is kinder than that, Mm. than testing us. I love that. But I, I do believe it was an opportunity for me to be invited back into my gifts because yes. I had a, a higher calling. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So from that point forward, did you start to like really accept your gifts and start really utilizing them and coaching around it? I did. Yeah. Yes. I didn't That's really good. have a choice. Well, I guess I had a choice. We always have a choice. For sure. But when your child's safety is at risk. Of course. Right. So I did what I had to do. And she has the same gifts. Actually different gifts, similar gifts. Um, And it's really blossomed for both of us because we then had that other person to share it with. Whereas growing up, I didn't know anybody else like this. And previous to our conversations, I didn't know that she was having those experiences either. Right. So that's wild. I mean, I'm sure some people just listening now are are thinking of, um, oh my God, what I can't even, the exorcism. Yes. <laughs> the exorcist. Yeah. Yeah. The exorcist. <laughs> right. Right. They're probably thinking of that movie right now. Like, is that yes. literally what you went through? The exorcist is more extreme than what we went through. It's also a movie that was probably exaggerated for sure. I guess I know yep. it's based on a true story. I've read the psychiatry files from that case. So it is true. Um, But yeah, she would, um, her eyes would gloss over and you could tell that she wasn't in there anymore. And she would act like an animal and growl and go on all fours and bite. Like it it really is very similar to that. Yep. Wow. And how old was she when that happened? By the time we figured out what was happening, she was four. Wow. So so young. at three months, I know the day it happened because I said to my husband, something's different. Like she's changed. Wow. And then it took us almost four years to figure it out. Wow. Well, I mean, she's lucky that she had you and someone who could, you know, see it from so many different angles, right? I actually didn't though. That's the funny thing is I had her to the psychiatrist, to the psychologist, to the, you know, pediatrician, were there nutritional deficiencies, like all right. of that. And it was actually my mother who said to me, call this shaman. <gasps> And we were not a family that is into woo-woo stuff at all. Right. 
but she said, I have a friend of a friend who has a shaman and you need to call him. And I called him and he changed everything for me. Oh my God. That's so wild. Oh, I love that. Okay. Well, I want to switch gears. Sure. I want to talk about, you know, more of the work that you do and and working with women. And I would love to know, you know, with the women that you're working with right now, what you feel is sort of the biggest component that's missing with women's health right now that you find. Okay. So the biggest component missing simply is energy, the understanding of what is energy, how it works and how it affects us. So there are so many different places that this can come in. Like I was saying earlier, everything is energy. It could be a past life that we've had where the energy is stuck. And when we have a lesson we need to learn in a past life and we don't quite get it, Mm -hmm. that energy follows us into the next lifetime. So you can work as much as you can and do everything right, but not shift a pattern if the energy is still stuck in the past life. Hmm. It can show up through epigenetics or what's called generational trauma, right? where when we are born, we get the physical DNA from our parents, but we also get this energetic information that carries patterns and traumas like alcoholism, um, putting yourself last, um, having an explosive temper, all of these patterns. Right. And those are present in our body when we're born. So we often have to fight against the energy of that. It can be stuck emotions where we were not listened to. We were not heard. We did not fully express what was felt. That's energy that gets stuck. So there's just so many different layers of energy that is held within our physical bodies. And if we are unaware that it's there, it's impossible to heal it. Mm -hmm. And then when it remains unhealed, physical symptoms start to show up. Mm, That's so wild. So Okay. Do you have like a definition for energy? Like how would you really define it? Oh my goodness. You're asking me (laughs) questions I've never been asked before. (laughs) How would I define energy? Like, I guess, cause like there's an um, emotional energy, a psychological energy, like, right. Just based on what you're explaining, like it takes different forms. It does. Right. So energy, the way I talk about it really is just like scientific energy. It is this vibrational Mm. existence, I guess. I mean, I'm not using the proper terms to explain it, I'm sure. But I guess a vibration- That's good. good. I like that. Would be the best way because we feel it. We can feel energy. For sure. It may be intangible. Like take the past life example. You're not going to have a memory of that past life necessarily. Some people do. You're not going to be able to see it. You're not going to have been told about it from your parents, but we can feel in our bodies, the stuck energy from that past life. For sure. For sure. So thanks for asking that because now I know it's a vibration. <laughs> yeah, I totally love it. And I totally resonate with that. I'm sure many people do. So how would somebody like start to do that work in terms of identifying past life traumas or anything like like how because you know, I don't think it's something we can just navigate on our own per se. It would be challenging to navigate on your own for, for sure. sure. What I find The best way to heal, and I believe this is true physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, is to just tune in to yourself. That's Mm -hmm. the first place to start because there's so much information that comes at us from the outside world, from society, and a lot of it, I'm actually going to say all of it is good information. I don't believe that there is bad information or bad advice. 
It's whether or not it aligns for what you need in that moment. Right. Right. So it's really helpful for you. If I do the same thing could actually make me sick. And because of that, when we tune into our bodies and start listening to those vibrations, feeling that energy or those emotions, even that starts to shift things within our system. And it starts to open that energy up Hmm. so that maybe we'll be guided to work with a healer, or maybe we'll be guided to work with a nutritionist, or we'll be guided to go and see um, a therapist the opportunities that are going to support us in healing that will start to come forward when we tune in rather than out. For sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I mean, it's like you're ultimately saying like the answers lie within. Yeah, I know cheesy, right? (laughs) No, but it's so true. They do. You know, they do. We just are always looking for the external validation. And that's, one of the biggest problems in the the world on the whole planet today, because we have lost that innate trust within our own wisdom. Mm -hmm. And even if we get our answers, even if we learn to tune in, if we don't trust that, it doesn't make any difference. It won't help us at all. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And I've done work with you. So I totally, I totally get it. (laughs) So how does energy play into the onset and healing of disease and imbalance in the body? Okay. So as we've been talking about, there's all these different levels of energy and there's lots of different ways that that energy can play into disease. One of the biggest ones is trauma. And this is a word that people throw around a lot. It's kind of a buzzword these days. Totally. I believe trauma is energy as well. So when something bad happens to us, that's not the trauma. The trauma is how our bodies hold on to and process what happened to us. Right. Right. So again, it's felt felt within the physical body and we all have trauma. It could be something, you know, that happened before we were even verbal, say we were crying because we were hungry and our mother didn't hear us. So she left us to cry. We had a great loving parent. But in our physical bodies, the trauma was, I'm not being heard, I'm not being fed, I'm going to die. Mm. And it sounds really exaggerated, but that's what actually happens with the energy in our bodies. For sure. And then we add on the trauma of, you know, maybe not having friends when you're growing up or having an abusive parent or, you know, an um, alcoholic parent or something within our lives as we're growing up. Yeah. All of this trauma builds up in our physical bodies. And what happens is we tend to then spend all of our body's energy holding on, surviving, getting through. So that's like the sympathetic state of our nervous system, right? A lot of people um, refer to this as fight or flight response, right? Yeah. And when our body is stuck there, it can't heal. It can't rest or digest, right? Our bodies need to be in a, a low tone dorsal vagal place in order for that to happen, and so our bodies can't do what we actually need to physically survive and thrive. Right. So the only option is for a body to accommodate and do the best that it can. And that's when anxiety, stress, illness, a lot of autoimmune diseases come up when this mm-hmm. happens within our bodies. And unfortunately, with medicine today, although it's starting to change, a lot of medical doctors don't understand the energy and the trauma and how it affects our physical health. For sure. So what we're given is band-aid solutions that maybe curb our symptoms, Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. but don't look at the root cause, which is an imbalance of energy yeah. within the body. That was beautifully explained. Thank you. Was it? Thank <laughs> yeah, <you. laughs> that was really good. So then, on the flip side of that, you know, doing energy work, how can mm-hmm. that really help support our health and and bring more balance into our body? And what does that energy work like really look like? Okay, so two questions. I'll answer the first one. Mm-hmm. So, how can this help? Well, we have. Chakras, most people have heard of the word chakra, right? Right, Even if you're not really into energy and chakras are just energy centers within our body. There's over 300 of them. Most people have heard of the seven main ones, right? We have hundreds of these in our bodies. And so when these chakras are open and flowing, our energy flows through our body without any problem. Yes. So you can imagine this would be like our vascular system. And if we had a blood clot, right? Like the blood would not go to the organs it needed to go to that organ eventually would die, right? Because it wouldn't get what it needed. So it's the same thing with energy. If we have a block in our energy system from trauma, from illness, from past life, from any of the stuff we've been talking about, it stops that flow of our life force energy. And so let's say that block is in our heart, we have a heart chakra then what typically will happen is that block of energy will start to physically affect the organs around there. So we may get heart disease. We may have lung problems, Mm. right? We might get something, some kind of skin issue on our chest. So if we have these energy centers open and our energy is flowing, the beautiful thing is our body actually heals itself. We don't need someone to heal us. None of us do. That's a misconception. We all are fully capable of doing that as long as we support our bodies and we need to do it with nutrition, through exercise, taking care of our mental health and energy is just another piece of that. And I I think that there's another part to that and I've forgotten your original question. Oh, what was that? How energy works. Yeah, how it works. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. So this is probably the most difficult question for me to answer, even though I get asked it all the time. I bet. And it's because every person is different. Mm -hmm. And even if I work with the same person repeatedly over years, every session is going to look different. Totally. And it's because it's a matter of the work that we've done, where we are, how ready we are to move forward. A lot of the times, big shifts can actually cause us to get more sick or to have more trauma or to move backwards. If we are not in the right space, if we don't have the support or the resources. So how I can best explain it works as an example, knowing that it might be different, Mm -hmm. (laughs) is that I, because I can read energy, when I get together with someone, I read your energy and I can see inside people's bodies and feel it's in their bodies. And then I have their spirit guides or their helpers is how I refer to them to come forward and they talk to me. And then together, I get this picture of where those energy blocks are, of what is holding you back from your body healing itself. Right. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, that's amazing. It's an intangible thing. So it's hard to put into words. It totally, it totally is. And I mean, this is why, like, you just have to dive in and do it. You know, like, you just have to experience it versus like trying to comprehend it and put all these words to it. Like, you just have to experience it and, and then you'll know. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I hear from most people is I was a little unsure to work with you yeah. and I didn't really know what I was getting into, but now I get it. <laughs> yep. 
Totally. You know, I just think about like when I go to my acupuncture appointments and I've shared this a couple of times before how like literally, you know, I'm laying on the table, I have all these needles in me and there are times where I feel like I'm levitating and there's Mm. this like flow, there's energy that is literally moving and I'm lying there and I could feel this like thing. I can't, you know, like I can't, it's intangible. It's like moving through me and I literally feel like I'm levitating and that's my chi right? That's yes. my energy force. And it's the, the acupuncture is like opening up these channels and it's just exactly. allowing the energy to flow and you can physically feel it. It's wild. A lot of people can. Yes. Not everyone can. And the reason why I mentioned that is that sometimes people will expect to feel that right. incredible energy. And then when they don't, they think, oh, it's not working or I did something wrong. And we can get back into that, you know, negative mindset of what's wrong with me. So for sure, some people, and I'm like you, I feel it very intensely mm-hmm. with acupuncture as well. It's the same process is that acupuncture works with meridians rather than chakras. Yes. But it's exactly the same thing. It's opening up the flow of energy. Yeah. But yeah, I feel it. Most people after using energy healing of whatever form for a while will but I have some clients that just feel nothing, nothing. Mm-hmm. but then afterwards they feel better. Right. So they right. keep doing it. For sure. Like there was a shift. They couldn't maybe physically feel it, but there was exactly. a shift. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Okay. So diving into digestion specifically, because I know that mm-hmm. you've said, you know, you had years of dealing with digestive issues yes. and I'm sure you've worked with clients who have had digestive issues as well. Like what advice do you give to someone who's eating well and moving well and doing all of the right things when it comes to their health, but they're still struggling with, with their digestion, like from an energetic perspective, what, what does that look like to you? And before I answer that, I do want to say it's not a lot of people I work with have digestive issues. Mm -hmm. Every single person I have ever worked with in 11 years has had digestive issues. That's wild. our, Our gut is like our second brain and it gives us so much information. If we listen to it, it's why we say your gut feeling, right? Yeah. So it's very, very closely tied with energy healing for sure. So there's a couple of things that are going on. And the example that I want to share is around the food we put in our bodies. Okay. So let's say I make this big, beautiful vegan salad. It's got all of the nutrients. It's perfectly balanced, super fresh. And I sit down to eat it and I'm like, I hate salad. Mm. This tastes gross, but I'm going to eat it because this is what I was told to do. And I want to feel better. So I'll eat it. You are putting these beautiful nutrients into your body with the energy of this sucks. I don't want to do it. I don't like this. Right. Mm -hmm. Your body, your brain is always listening to your thoughts. 24 seven, and your body does its absolute best to give you what it thinks you want. So even if you're eating the right foods or exercising or doing whatever, and the energy that is coming in your body with it is one of negativity. That's not going to digest that beautiful salad is going to hit your stomach and your stomach's going to go, Oh, this is gross. Oh, we don't like this. Right. And then your digestive enzymes aren't going to be released properly. And then everything else is going to go to pot. Mm -hmm. And as a different example, let's say I get 
a juicy burger, a cheeseburger, right? Dairy and red meat and gluten and sugar and all, all the stuff the that's yeah. delicious and not so good for you, right? <laughs> and I sit down and I say, oh, I love burgers. This is going to taste so good. I'm treating myself after, you know, a month of cleansing or whatever. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. But I am choosing to really enjoy this food. I guarantee you that burger will digest easily than that salad because the energy that's going in is of being happy, of being joyful, of giving yourself pleasure and not denying. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying eat a burger every day and think it's good and you'll be healthy. Right, right. (laughs) But just the general concept. Yes. The food is important, 100%. But what is equally as important is the energy that we digest with it. Totally. Mm, I love that. I send so much love to all of my food, whether it's Mm -hmm. treat meals or non-treat meal, you know, however you want to look at it. I don't want to label food as like good or bad. It's just, yeah, if I'm, if I'm going to indulge in some sugar or whatever it might be, I'm just like, amazing. This is so delicious. Like I'm, yeah, I'm so lit up about it. And it's interesting because my partner He's the opposite. And he, you know, it's something he's also worked on for many, many years and having come from the bodybuilding industry and the fitness industry and physique, you know, and it's, Mm -hmm. you know, eating a certain way and all these things. And then here I come into the mix and it's just like, enjoy all the things, everything in balance, all of it in moderation. And of course, like I eliminate the foods that are very, you know, highly triggering to me. But even if we're somewhere like, Italy and we're enjoying those things. It's again, the energy that goes into it and just, Mm -hmm. you know, enjoying it. And yeah. So I'm always conscious of sending positive vibes to my, to my food and my meals. Perfect. It makes a massive difference. It does. It does. Absolutely. Like you, you feel it, you legitimately physically feel, feel that food in your body and like how it, you know, how you're digesting it, the lightness of it. That's what I'm trying to look for. It's like, it's a light feeling, right? And you can even take it further depending on how into the energy of food you want to get. But if you are someone who eats meat and you eat meat that is from a factory farm, right? think of the energy that is in that meat for sure that you are now putting into your body. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if you say we're to get the same meat, but from a local farm that has free range, no hormones, whatever, the animal was treated with love and killed kindly, the same meat is going to digest totally different because that energy is in it. Yeah. Absolutely. We could go like so many layers around the food and energy. Yes. But that's the idea of it. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So like, this makes me think of, you know, the language we use, positive self-talk, the words we say every day, Yeah, you know, where does this play a role? Is this something that you help clients with and just really helping them be conscious of their language and their self-talk, the positive or the negative self-talk? Yes, for sure. That is something that we all need to be cognizant of. And again, there's different levels to this. So if we think mentally, Again, our bodies are constantly listening. So even if we're not saying it out loud, our body is picking up. Mm-hmm. And if we were to say something just as, oh, I'm over-emotional, as an, as an example. Mm-hmm. I'm too much, right? Women feel this a lot right. of the time because we're told this yes. a lot of the time. And even if we have these thoughts in our heads and we're just keeping them inside thinking, oh, I'm not going to act on them, our body is hearing, oh, I'm too much, I'm too much. So what can I do to balance too much? 
I'm going to take things away. Maybe I'm not going to send as much energy to my liver and then food isn't going to digest properly. Or if I am saying to myself, I don't deserve this. And then your body's going to say, oh, okay, well, what else don't you deserve? And how can I give you that if that's what you want? It's not that our body is punishing us. Right. Right. But the words are energy. Mm-hmm. The words have vibration, right? And so the best way that I use to describe this is if we use the word should, mm. if I say, I should do that laundry over there, there's so much of it. The energy in my body when I say I should do that is if I don't, I'm lazy. I'm being irresponsible. Totally. Right. I'm going to feel guilty if I don't. Yeah. But if I just take out should and replace that with could, I could do that laundry. All of a sudden I feel like, oh, there's a choice here. Right. There's an opportunity. If I want to do the laundry, I can do it. And if I don't, that's okay. And that's by changing one word. Right. So absolutely. The way we have that internal dialogue, the way we speak to ourselves and the actual words we choose affects the energy in our physical bodies. For sure. I, and, you know, being that we obviously talk a lot about hormones and period health and cycles and menopause and all of that on the podcast. Like I think about, I mean, I just think about all the women that I coach and I hate my period. I hate my cycle. I hate my hormones. I hate my body. Can't believe I look like this. Like it's just so much negative self-talk. And yeah. And, you know, and I can just speak from my own personal experience of, you know, sometimes there are times where like I have autoimmune flare-ups. So I feel like absolute crap, Mm -hmm. but it's this cycle of like, I keep telling myself I feel like crap. So I keep feeling like crap. It's like, it just, it's a cycle and she just keeps going and going and going. And I'm so much more conscious of recognizing that now and just really being in the space of, okay, like this is temporary. Here's what's happening. So yeah it's an opportunity to rest. It's an opportunity to slow down and, and, you know, revisit like diet or movement or sleep or anything. And, and, you know, it's just temporary and, you know, it doesn't, I don't have to go into this whole dialogue of this sucks. This sucks. It's going to happen forever. This is how I'm always going to feel. Oh my God. And then, you know, future tripping, like in two weeks from now, if this doesn't go away, I have this thing coming. Like that's what it, you know, we get into that headset, we get into that mindset and yeah, it could be this nasty downward, downward spiral. And a a flare up is your body talking to you, right? It's your body saying, Hey, something's not in balance here. The energy's off for sure. So like you said, it's an opportunity, right? Yeah. And when we do, I'm sure you can attest to this, that when we have symptoms, whatever they are that come up, if we can embrace them and have gratitude for the message, thank you for bringing this to my attention. How can I better support you? We heal so much faster than when we get stuck in, oh, but I had all this stuff to do and this is inconvenient and now I hurt and this always happens to me. Yes. Then we stay feeling unwell for a much longer period of time. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about boundaries. The okay. Important. <laughs> yeah. Let's I love gears. this topic. <laughs> okay. Yeah, me too. And yeah, the importance of boundaries and why this is really essential for our growth. Okay. So boundaries are important because, and this is especially as women, women, we, I hate to generalize, but it's true. We care more 
And because we care more, we carry more. Mm. So when we don't have a boundary, we allow the energy of others to come into our space, into our bodies, and we hold on to it. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you can imagine if I have, you know, a friend who's going through a crisis and then my partner is stressed out about work and my kid is sick and my mother, you know, has to go into the hospital or all of these things that are happening around us, which will always be the case. There is always stuff going on. If I keep taking that in and carrying it and holding it and pulling that into my body without knowing it's not a conscious thing we do that weighs heavily on my physical body. Right. And if I don't clear that, I will get sick. So when we set these boundaries, and we do that by saying no, changing our minds, saying to someone, I don't want to have this conversation right now, we actually place an energetic barrier between them and ourselves so that we can still love them, we can still support them, but we're not carrying their stuff for them. Right. And that way we're not getting sick. We're not getting overwhelmed or anxious, right? We're just supporting and letting them keep their own energy. Absolutely. And I mean, tied into that is so much people pleasing. Yes. Right. Which is, (laughs) yeah, a, a lot of adulting. We have to learn how to just like really be an adult and take a stand and say what we need to say, right? I agree with you. I will say it's really hard to do. Yes. The reason being people pleasing is something that I want to say always, I'm sure there are some exceptions, but almost always it's because of trauma we incurred in our childhood mm-hmm. where we had a choice of having our needs met in order to survive or being our authentic selves. Right. Out of necessity. We will always choose to have our needs met, to be fed, to be picked up, to be held. For sure. And so we get into this pattern as infants that in order to receive love, we need to sacrifice ourselves. Mm. That the other person being happy and wanting to pick us up and feed us is more important than us being happy because we can live without happiness. We can't live without nourishment. Right. And so this is a pattern that, again, most of us carry without realizing it. And it just grows and grows and repeats and repeats. And then when someone realizes they're a people pleaser and they want to shift that and create stronger boundaries and start taking care of themselves, there's all of these underlying layers Mm -hmm. of energy held in the body that again, they're unaware of. And so they do all the right things and they keep trying and it might work for a while, but then they regress. And again, they think there's something wrong with them there's nothing wrong with them. It's just that all of this trauma is being stored in their body. And it's like trying to break through a brick wall. Totally. It's exhausting. Yes, for sure. I'm sure many women listening to this can definitely relate for sure. So my last question for you, every time I have anybody on here who does any energy work or mediumship or anything like that, I always love to ask for some tips in terms of how we can connect more to our intuition. Okay. So intuition also is our gut feeling, Mm -hmm. right? And I find that it's easier for people to relate to tuning into their gut because we can see, we can touch, we can feel our physical bodies. Yep. And the word intuition is, although we all have it and have access to it, it's again, that intangible, it's, it's hard to create a concept around it. 
So the best way, and this is how I tune in to my intuition. So I'm not like just giving you something that I would never do myself. Right. Is it put my hand on my heart? Right. Whenever I'm trying to get an answer, make a decision, decide if something's right for me, I put my hand physically on my heart. And the reason why I do this is again, it connects to my body, which is again, that gut feeling. It's a physical sensation of vibration. Right. And it also reminds me to get out of my head mm-hmm. because ego is the biggest thing that keeps us from connecting to our intuition. It's there to keep us safe, to keep us out of trouble. That's its job. Right. And Whenever we tune in, we will get our answer. Always, we will get our answer immediately. And maybe a millisecond later, ego kicks in. For right? sure. Yep. And so when we put our hand in our heart, we're reminding ourselves we're not thinking about something. That's your brain. We're feeling about something. And that's our intuition or our gut feeling. So that's my first tip is to do that. And then again, whatever sensation, thought, sound, memory, emotion comes through immediately, that's your answer. And you need to trust that. Mm, I love that. That's beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. Where can our audience connect with you and learn more about you? So you can go to my website, which is melaniehustis.com. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram under Melanie Hustis. It's not a common name, so I'm pretty easy to find. (laughs) And yeah, if anyone has any questions or wants to connect, that's the best place to get a hold of me. Amazing. And then how do you work with women? What does that look like? So there are three ways primarily that I work with women, and that is private sessions, a sacred online community, and then through courses. So right now in the summer, I'm taking a break from private sessions and courses. Mm -hmm. So right now it's my online community. That's the only way to work with me. And it is called Collective Magic. Awesome. And it is a beautiful, safe space where we come together to explore all of this together, where our wounds are, where the blocks are, what is holding us back. And then I still show up and support you with energy healing, personal coaching. You can ask me your specific questions. And the extra bonus is that you get the support of all the other women in the group, which is beautiful. Yeah. And it's, I have to admit, it was something I was wary to get into because I've done one-on-one for so long, but I'm starting to come around to, it might be even more powerful than private work. You know what? Like I can relate because you know, having coached women one-on-one for so many years, definitely women, there's a hesitancy to join like a group program, but I see it every single time when there is a group program and women coming together and supporting each other and being able to share their stories and see themselves and others and know that they're just, they're not alone in this journey. Yes. I think like we often undermine the power of community and connection and how important that is for our healing and our transformation. We've lost that in our society today. Yes. And as we start to come back to that, it's blowing my mind Mm -hmm. what we are capable of, not just in healing, but in every aspect of our lives when we have a witness to our journey. Absolutely. I love that. Well, thank you so much. I'll be sure to put all of that in our show notes and thank uh, you. Yeah. My pleasure. We'll connect soon. Okay. Thanks, Samantha. Take care. 
Thank you so much, ladies, for tuning in today. I really hope you enjoyed my interview with Melanie. You can connect with her over on Instagram at Melanie Hustis. And you can also grab info about her collective magic program and her community by heading over to melaniehustis.com forward slash magic. All the details for that and some of her special offers are in the show notes. You can head to our website, holisticwellness.ca forward slash episode 162. Thanks so much for being with me today. If you haven't left us a rating and a review, we would so appreciate it so we can reach more women globally and support them with their health and hormones. And if you haven't yet connected with me over on Instagram, come do so at Holistic Wellness Foodie. Thanks for being with me today. I'll chat with you next week.